The following content is not intended as a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Welcome to Always Another Way podcast. My name is Marina Sprocky Spriggs, and I'm your host. I have a master's in professional counseling, and I'm the Ippy Award-winning author of Stop Looking for a Husband, Find the Love of Your Life. I'm also the author of Nasty Divorce, A Kid's Eye View. I write positive divorce advice for the HuffPost, and I'm trained in clinical hypnosis. And this podcast speaks to outside-of-the-box thinkers and open-minded individuals. It's for those who hear the call of hope in always another way. If you're very rigid in your views and set in your beliefs, then this might not be your cup of tea. However, you should note that taste can and do change. And today is going to be a super, super cool episode it's just going to meld together in connections with dance. And of course, it's really easy to look back on your life or anything really and find connections. And who knows if you found them in hindsight because you could just make it look that way. Or maybe you only noticed the coincidence in hindsight because you just can't believe it could have happened any other way except for a plan that was set before. Or maybe it's just your journey and you accept that, no questions. And I can't know what you're thinking, but perhaps you've had an experience doing something like dance or meditation or praying or running or anything but you just connect to some part of yourself that almost seems transfigured in time. And then you figure out something or discover something about yourself. And where does that come from? And those are deeper questions probably for another show, but it's going to be related in my personal kind of quest for growth. I've been challenging myself to find out what I'm resistant to in my life, things that I've been highly resistant to, why am I resistant to them, and diving deeper. And ever since, you know, I'm thinking, when did this start? Um, in college, I had declared, I'm a non-dancer. I don't dance, uh, probably because I was a hardcore drinker. So I would like to just sit at the bar and I don't dance. I don't dance, I don't dance, I don't dance except I would find myself dancing really, really drunk. So maybe I do dance, but I don't dance. And then, uh, you know, this is in the 90s. I found myself following the dead in the 80s. Uh, so I don't dance unless I'm on drugs at the dead. Then I dance. But I don't dance. So I just like, I married this. I don't dance. I mean, all the way up until like almost recently. And then I was like, what? But then sometimes just by myself. I really like to dance and it's so fun and I'm a little uncoordinated. So there's that. So, so when I dug deeper, I'm like, okay, you know, why, why this resistance, you know, one, 
because I don't think I'm that coordinated and I'm afraid I'm going to look like Elaine from Seinfeld and that everybody's going to laugh at me and they'll be like, oh, look, she's, you know, kicking a leg out like this. And some people dance so beautifully and, uh, and I couldn't find the rhythm. I was, you know, stuck. And then, um, so anyways, this is where like the connections go. Um, I reach out to people randomly all the time. If I find somebody I'm interested in what they do, I, you know, I'll hit them up, email or something, and sometimes they answer me back, and sometimes they don't. But uh, I saw this girl on LinkedIn. I like what she did, so I reached out to her. Anyways, we became friends, and so she sent me an email once of all these things, and she's like, have you heard of this ecstatic dance? So I was like, no, but, oh, dance. You know, I don't, but maybe I do. Let me look at it. So I um, get on this Facebook page, and I'm just like, a, you know, your typical Facebook stalker for a little bit, just looking at their post, and it looks so fun, but I don't dare go to one of these things because, you know, because I don't do, you know, I don't do those things anymore. I don't really drink heavily, you know. So, um, but then uh, I see this woman who has this post. So, and she's got this cool hair with this fun color at the bottom. So it's just, so I'm like, let's see. And um, so I'm just happened to be on there looking and she's talking about, you know, just this very personal moment about this time in her life where, you know, just talking about just her, her life and being vulnerable and being opened up to dance, but almost a similar story, even though she's been a dancer, you know, always. And when I saw her, she's totally coordinated. But, um, you know, but she came through and, you know, and talked about also being in this, you know, this zone. And then this, you could just see this, like, experience in this dance that was just more than a dance. So all these connections. So anyway, so I reached out to her on Facebook, like I reach out to people like, hey, uh, you know, what's up? So here she is, and I'm super excited to introduce you to Aubrey Warren. And she is a wife and mom of two boys. She started dancing when she was four years old. And then she started working at a dance studio as an assistant instructor when she was 13. And after graduating from TCU in 2002, she started practicing yoga to heal her body from chronic infections. And in 2003, she started teaching cardio dance classes for 24-hour fitness, and then she got certified to teach yoga after that. And anyways, after she took a deep dive into the yoga community, she discovered ecstatic dance, and then learned the healing qualities of conscious dance firsthand. So she followed her heart's call, which not a lot of people do, but they should, but she did. And... She got trained as a conscious dance facilitator and a DJ. She studied with Tony Bergens, who's the creator of Journey Dance, and Lucia, Lucia. Lucia Horan of Five Rhythms, a mentee of the late Gabrielle Roth, who is the mother of conscious dance, if you didn't know. And um, she left the gym world in 2016, and to help her best friends establish Keller Yoga, she's a certified yoga education provider, so she trains future yoga instructors, and she offers continuing education to current teachers. And when combined, music and movement become medicine for her soul, and she feels blessed to share them whenever and however she can. So, Aubrey, thank you so much for coming to the show. I am so happy to be here. And so I, cool. I want to know, you know, so I saw that ecstatic dance. And first, I, I, don't, I was calling it something else like... Uh, I don't know what I was mispronouncing that word, but what is that? 
Well, before I can answer the question, what is ecstatic dance? Let's start out with first, what is conscious dance? Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So conscious dance is to, well, let me back up. Ecstatic dance is to conscious dance as Hatha yoga is to yoga. Okay. okay. So say for example, yoga was, cre it was established thousands and thousands of years ago in the Himalayan mountains. And over the centuries it's evolved, right? And it's developed into several different types of yoga. So you hear Hatha yoga, Vinyasa yoga, Shtanga yoga, Yen yoga, all of that, right? Okay. So ecstatic dance is to conscious dance what Hatha yoga is to yoga. So it's just a form, okay? Ecstatic cool. dance okay. is a form of conscious dance. So within conscious dance is the idea of which you are consciously dancing, right? Mm -hmm. So um, the rules to conscious dance, so to speak, are um, no shoes, because you want to connect to the earth, no booze. So it's conscious. It's a, it's a sober practice and no chit chat on the dance floor. Because we spend so much time talking with our physical, we spend so much time talking with our words right. that we can communicate in other ways with our physical bodies. And the more we use our words, the less we're actually feeling inside our physical bodies. So it gives us an opportunity to really just, just to be present. Now, within conscious dance, there's several different forms of conscious dance, just like there's several different forms of yoga. Okay. Yes. So say, for example, I said that I trained with, um, Lucia Haran from Five Rhythms and Journey uh, Tony Burgeons from Journey Dance. Those are also forms of conscious dance. Okay, cool. and so is um, a lot of people say who go to yoga studios have heard of Nia before. Nia is the most choreographed form of conscious dance there is. Okay, so I like to say it's like Nia is the bridge from Zumba into ecstatic dance. Okay, so okay. you're used to going to a gym and so it's like follow the leader, right, with yeah. your dance. And Nia is a little bit like that, but it has an opportunity to break into some of your um, freestyle, right? So freestyle is conscious dance. All right. So it's the idea of being very conscious with your movement. But let me tell you, the, the main aspect of conscious dance is to allow yourself to express and feel all of the emotional states. Okay. And do it in a safe and um, contained way. So say, for example, Within conscious dance, any form of conscious dance, generally speaking, it follows a wave of music, which is the wave of emotion, the way it travels through your body. So say, for example, you start in stillness, you slowly move up through um, the music gets more staccato. Well, it starts in stillness, then it goes more into flow, and then it goes into staccato, and then to chaos where it gets really crazy, and then it starts working its way back down, right? So it gives you an opportunity to fool the full spectrum of wave of not only rhythms, but those rhythms represent emotional states within the body. And so you allow your body to move however it wants to, to that music. And as long as you stay connected to your breath, as staying connected to your breath and staying out of your head and in your body, you allow the music to really move emotion and allow it to be a medicinal practice. I mean, I could not love that like anymore. Yeah, me too. Exactly the way you said it. And as a therapist too, so I deal in trauma. And trauma's not in the mind, it's in the body yes. too. And there are always... There's multiple ways, but also proven because you can feel it. And proof to me is if you yourself say, I feel this difference. That's proof. 
And so, you know, going to that, how did you, how did you find this from, you know, take us through your journey of little four-year-old, you know, dancer. Yeah. And then, you know, to now. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's actually it's such a funny journey. So, um, I practiced conscious dance as a little girl and didn't know that's what I was doing, right? We've all had those moments, or at least I assume we've all had those moments. I hope we've all had those moments when we were a child and we just put on our favorite music and we just let ourselves feel and move, right? When I was a little girl, my soundtrack of choice was The Lion King. That was like the energy of the wave of that music is so profound. And I remember dancing my heart out to that as a young girl. Okay. Fast forward, I totally planned, as a part of my plan, I was going to be a showgirl at TCU. That's the dance team. Uh -huh. Didn't make it. Didn't make it. So I totally stopped dancing for about three years because it was a part of my identity, right? And we know how the ego works. And It's sad and bruised. It's sad and bruised. I was no longer good enough, right? Mm -hmm. And if I wasn't a part of that, what's the point anymore? So... Along the way, um, throughout college, I experienced what a lot of young women do at that point in their lives, and I was in an abusive relationship. So I was in about two years in an abusive relationship in college, and um, I left the day he slammed me up against the wall and punched the wall next to my head. I knew the next time it would be my face. Um, and in attempts to heal after that, I did what a lot of college girls do. I ended up at the clubs right afterwards. On. And I ended up taking a lot of drugs. Um, ecstasy was my jug of, jug of choice back then. And I'll never forget my first couple times on ecstasy and at the dance clubs. And going out and dancing. And coming off the dance floor and feeling like I had been through therapy. Like I had been, I, I would, I was sweating profusely. I was crying. And I was in complete bliss and joy simultaneously. And it was like in that one night, I did a month's worth of therapy. And I, I spent that, I, I kind of went through a phase of doing that pretty consecutively for about six months. Then I met the man who I'm, mar who I'm married to now. And, you know, we grow up, right? right. And, we and, and, and we become adults and we leave the, the, that stage of our lives. Fast forward. I became a mom. And um, I was at a yoga training, and I had heard of this thing called conscious dance, and I had heard of this woman named Monica Blossom um, in the dance community in Dallas, and I was intrigued. And when I was at this yoga conference, I went into Monica Blossom's workshop. It was called Flowetry in Motion, and it was a conscious dance practice, so it wasn't ecstatic dance. It was another form of conscious dance, mm -hmm. and I found myself sobbing as I danced in ecstatic joy. And afterwards, I just like broke down and I lost it. Like it was the first awakening for me that I could reach that state within myself, that ecstatic state within myself without the drugs. It was an awakening to me to realize that it wasn't the drugs. It was the combination of movement and breath and music, the drugs were just an extra push, you know, mm -hmm. to, to make it all amplified. Um, and so thus, I threw myself into the practice because I was just blown away. Like, I did not know that you could experience ecstasy without 
the chemical of ecstasy within right. your system. And you can. I have too. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, whoa. And so it was Freak. literally just one of those things that I, I felt like in that moment, like everything that I had been going towards my entire life had all just crashed in together. Being a dancer, being a love of meditation and movement and music and yoga, it was like it combined all of them into one practice. That is just so cool. And it can be so many things. And so you know, kind of gone on like what it's what it's just um, done for you in so many ways and things. And, um, you know, what about somebody who wants to join this? Like somebody who's like, man, uh, like she's speaking right to me. And, um, you know, I feel that or they're a former non-dancer, secret dancer who wants to, you know, take it to the next level, you know, that experience. And then also, you know, for people who, and traditional therapy is not for everybody. And even as a therapist, I know the person, the work has to be done by the person. I can't do anything for you, can just, you know, kind of guide you or maybe open a door you didn't know, but you have to go in and do the work yourself. And somebody who's maybe like, I want to do the work myself and this is where I'm at. How do they, how do they get involved with conscious dance and, or find places in Dallas? What do you, what do you do? Oh, it's really easy. Mm. Actually, we are really blessed in this community. We have a thick conscious dance community in Dallas. Um, well, first of all, you have to decide how deep of a dive you're ready to take and how comfortable you are with your own body and your own movement. Because if you're like a Zumba cat right now or hip hop person at the gym and the idea of doing this is intriguing, but kind of makes you want to throw up at the same time, <laughs> then I would say just like Google Nia classes in Dallas-Fort Worth and you're going to end up finding a you're going to end up finding a yoga studio that has one around here. Um, because the reason why I like Nia is, like I said, there's a little bit of choreography, but then you break out into freestyle. However, if you're just ready to dive into it and you don't need someone to facilitate it, because I truly believe that more of an ecstatic dance practice um, and five rhythms and so on are more therapeutical because there's no one telling you what to do, mm -hmm. right? So you just kind of allow everything to move through on your own. Um, go if you're on Facebook, just type in the search bar, Ecstatic Dance Dallas or Ecstatic Dance Fort Worth, and you found us. There we are. There we are. Um, if you Google Ecstatic Dance Dallas, Ecstatic Dance Fort Worth, you'll find us. And there we are. Um, I know one of my mentors, Monica Blossom, she hosts a dance every, I believe it's Thursday night in Dallas and then Sunday afternoon at the Lutheran Church off Mockingbird. So every week you can come dance. Um, also in Fort Worth, I know at Elemental Yoga, they do a dance once a month, I believe. And at Keller Yoga, where I teach, we do them quarterly as well. So literally, if you're on Facebook, just type in Ecstatic Dance Dallas or Fort Worth and you'll find it. And actually, if you're someone who's watching from any other place in the U.S., it's getting thick and popular. So just type in Ecstatic Dance in your city, the right. closest biggest city next to you, and you're going to find a tribe. That's awesome. And then just more just Drug-free, healing, enjoyment for your body, mind, and soul, Yes, which is just an awesome, another way to do things. And the thing that's so great about it, too, if you're really looking for communion and you're looking for, if, if you like traditional... Um, if traditional organized religion isn't thing isn't your thing anymore and you're really looking for some sort of community, it's a beautiful place to be because it's really funny that you can it's almost like you know people 
but you've never had a physical conversation with them. It's like you feel the energy and the vibration of all the people in the room and you develop these relationships, but you don't know who they, what they do for a living or what they do. And it's actually a beautiful way to connect with people. I'm all over that. Yeah. I just totally love that. And I know there's more people that will be all over that too. Because once you experience, and that's just the thing with things, you can easily look back and be like, oh, no, that's weird. Or that's, you know, whatever. We've all done that. I've for sure done that about things. But if you've never experienced it, you really can't say. But once you experience something like that and have these drug-free, just like out of body, mind, spirit experiences that are like full cathartic, but yet breakthrough at the same time, you never go back. No. And let's <laughs> face it. Ancient indigenous tribes have been using dance as a form of prayer, a form of celebration, a form of therapy since, since, the, since before we were writing this stuff down. You know, That's and right. they say in ancient indigenous culture, when people would get sick and they would go to the shaman, the first thing that the shaman would ask was, when did you stop singing? When did you stop dancing? And when did you stop being enchanted by story? Right on. That's so right. when was the last time you danced? <laughs> oh, and we're going to end part on that. But just because you're another wayer, yeah. uh, what other things do you like to do another way? Just... You know, we got that. Anything else? I mean, I, I'm i a big fan, fan of bhakti yoga in Kirtan. So I like to get together and sing and chant with people. Um, I'm a big fan of that. Um, I'm a big fan of festival life. So like that instead of like going like in your traditional, most people would go and um, do the whole like spa thing, which I'm totally down with that. I totally like to just go get down in the earth and camp with local people. Um, and I'm a really clean eater too. So I, it's all about just nourishing the mind, body, and soul because the better we can just find our own wellness within, the more we can share it with others because so many people are in so many different forms of pain right now. So if we can just heal ourselves and take care of ourselves, well, then we have more love to share and spread. Ah, oh, that is the most beautiful way to end this. Share the love. And there's always another way. <laughs> <laughs>